All righty, church. Are we ready for the word of God today? We have, I have the joy and the privilege of introducing tonight's speaker. And he is an extension of this family because tonight uh, we get Pastor Stephen George and his wife, Pastor Margaret, who are Shifa's parents, who's on our worship team, to share with us tonight. And we'll stand and honor him in a second, but uh, I met Pastor Stephen this week, and let me tell you, how many of you were at Monday Night Prayer this week? He released that there is the fire of God descended upon us uh, like I quite haven't experienced before at River House. It was so powerful. He came and ministered to our worship team, and uh, we had people there till 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then he went over to the uh, revival group this week and ministered there. He's just been, it's been, none of this has been planned. We just heard that he was in town, and we have heard the testimonies about his life, and we're like, come, please, just pour yourself out to our community because we want what you have. And so he was a pastor in northern India, which is a very, very persecuted church for 11 years and has been in the States now for 17 years. Uh, pastoring a church in Houston and also traveling the world, speaking at mass crusades. And uh, he has one of the most unique, powerful, prophetic and healing gifts on his life I've personally ever seen. And so it is a joy and an honor for us to receive from this man tonight. So that's why worship was a little bit shorter because we just wanna really give space for him to minister. And uh, from what I've seen from Wednesday night and Monday night, uh, ministry time could possibly, probably go long tonight. And so uh, we're just saying right now, we are at around 6.30, 6.45. We're going to put up on the screen uh, for parents to go get your kids and then bring them back on in here because we want you to get blessed and receive all that God has for you tonight. Amen? And uh, this is the type of man Pastor Stephen is. I was introducing him to somebody this week, and I said, uh, hey, this is Pastor Stephen. He is a mighty man of God. And he looked at me and said, Pastor AJ, I'm not a mighty man of God. I'm an ordinary man with a mighty God. And uh, that just shows his humility. So can we stand and as we honor Pastor Stephen and Pastor Margaret as they come on up? Come on, let's get loud. Give him a big Riverhouse welcome. Let's go. God's presence in this place and so expect great things tonight for we serve a great and a mighty God. Amen? So let's look unto the Lord in prayer and let's say Lord here we are you know and he's already in the house his presence is here. Let's pray. Father in heaven we just come to you in the name of Jesus the name above every other name O oh God before the matchless name of Jesus, every knee shall bow 
and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this evening, we confess you to be the Lord and master of our lives. We confess you to be the Lord and master over every situation. We confess you to be the Lord and master over our families, O oh God. Father, we thank you tonight, O oh God, that you are in this place. Lord, we look unto you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, touch your people tonight, O oh God. Minister to them even at the point of their need, O oh God. And Lord, now we take authority given to us in Jesus' mighty name. And we tear down every stronghold of the evil one. Satan, take your filthy hands off of God's properties in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just release, O oh God. Tonight we release, O oh Master, your love, your joy, your peace, your healing, O oh God. Restoration, O oh God, of families, O oh God and lives, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that our lives shall never be the same again. Lord, we just want to bless you and we want to honor you. Lord, we commit your servant into your mighty hands this evening that he shall speak the oracles of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we vow to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Now receive it in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Stephen George. By George, I'm Stephen. <laughs> and that's my wife, Pastor Margaret, and my son-in-law, son-in-love, Dominic, and my daughter, Shifa. We are very honored to be here. I don't count myself worthy to stand in this holy place. I give him the glory, he alone, he alone is worthy. I feel a little out of place because I came here with Saul's armor. <laughs> but you'll forgive me. And you love the man inside this, inside this box. The tree is soft. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I really felt so foolish. I said, man, I wish I'd go and grab my shorts or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to change in changing times. It's difficult. I remember I was at Sunderland and some of the other places where the Spirit of God moved so powerfully in, in England. And for me to take off my jacket or tie was like a sacrilegious act. <laughs> That's how I grew up. 
But you know, God is changing me. Slowly he's dealing with me. He's kind of beating on the sides and taking off some extra stuff. You believe he's here? And his anointing destroys every work of the enemy. He's here. This morning the Lord spoke to my heart. Something I wasn't sure if I was going to share it or not. But I think I got to release it. Because it's from the Lord. And you're going to take it in the right context. You're going to receive it by the spirit. Not, not by the flesh. Because if you saw it by the flesh, you could get offended. But the spirit of offense is not in this house. The word offense comes from the word scandalon. Scandalon means a bait. There's no fish here that can be baited. Because that cause of offense is not here. Somebody said, dead men don't talk back. When you're dead, you're dead. Come on. Offense comes when we are alive to the flesh, when flesh is living. Healing comes when God can hook you up and, and carry you into his presence. And you don't go ouch because flesh is already dead. My God. And none of us in this room are going to fall for the offense, the spirit of offense in our lives. Because, and I say this by the spirit of God, the enemy is going to try to cause pain in your lives through offense. Some baggage that you carried from your past. Some stuff that has happened in your lives. But you're dead to the flesh. And you're alive to the spirit. And because you're dead to the flesh and you're alive to the spirit, God can take the dough and bend it as it pleases him. What God has for us tonight, I believe, is to break everything from our lives that can be chipped off. Everything that can be cut out has to be cut out. And God is going to raise a people that is so full of God and only God. Because in this room, we can't have God plus. We can't have God and. This house cannot be 
cannot constitute anything but God. That's where miracles are going to begin to take place and you don't even have to lay hands and, and people will get healed as they enter into the sanctuary. I had an awesome time with Pastor Jordan and actually get to fellowship with him and his precious wife, Pastor Jackie. What an honor. With Pastor Robin and all of you, Pastor AJ and all the names that I'm still trying to pick up here and there. Hallelujah. And I told him, I said, so I surrounded by all pastors, and I said, it looks like we have more chiefs than Indians. <laughs> this is a wonderful house. Because God's glory is about to fall in this house. These are the beginnings of new beginnings. And every door that you are entering, and any time a minister comes and, and, and pours in something, that is just one more step towards that great glory of God. Because something very awesome is going to happen in this house. Whew. When you light up a furnace and you put all kinds of uh, coals to burn in it, even the rocks begin to shine in the fire. Whether they may burn or not, but the fire around them caused them to have a, a, a glow around them. And nobody is going to run away from the glory of God because it's going to hit the house in such a powerful way. You know why? Because the power of offense is going to be broken from your lives. In the name of Jesus. You know, heaven's going to be a terrible place if we got there in the flesh. His ex and her ex. Come on, somebody. I saw this life-size poster in Texas said, all my exes are in Texas. Heaven's going to be a riot. I mean a civil war. Come on, somebody. <laughs> on the day of Pentecost, 10 days of waiting upon the Lord would have been a warfare. Because they would have taken out all their grudges on each other in those 10 days. But as they waited upon the Lord, the spirit of offense was being constantly dealt with in those first nine days before the tenth day arrived, the day of the harvest. Pentecost is plenty of cost. My father always said that. He said, son, Pentecost is plenty of cost. There's a lot of price to pay to carry that sacred anointing of God to the nations of the world. There is a price to be paid. 
No wonder Paul says, I die daily. I die daily. Well, why would he have to die? Come on. On the eighth day he was circumcised. He was, he was uh, a, a Jew of the Jews. He sat under the, uh, under the feet of the greatest teacher of all times. He studied the word of God. He was a scholar of the Holy Scriptures. Part of that great, great group of leaders. Why would he have to die every day? Because every day the Holy Spirit will show you stuff in your life that needs to be dealt with. Somebody help me here. That's why he said these words. And I'm not even preaching from what I wrote down. God is just taking me in a different direction totally. Whoo. That's why he, he said, when you gather together, let everyone examine himself or herself. Because if you judge yourself, you will never be judged. The power of transparency will destroy satanic kingdom in Boise, Idaho. What is the power of transparency? The only way you can destroy every argument, every reasoning, every word against you, your calling and your ministry, just to touch the ground and walk in humility. Because in this day and age when men prop themselves to be what they're not. God is raising up people that were born in the fire. Because when you're born in the fire, you will last through the ashes. And smoke will not bother your eyes or your vision. Pulled out of the fire. Red hot. Only to be held by the tongues of the altar. Nothing less. Because anything that tries to hold you will get burnt. My daughter kept saying, she said, Dad, speak something from the Lord. She's been after my blood since yesterday. She said, say something from the Lord. And this is what God is saying tonight. I'm bringing you into a place. Where the fire of God will burn so hot inside of you. That demonic spirits will recognize you wherever you go. I still remember in the city of New Orleans we used to live there. And those were days of fire and power. 
I remember there was a young man there. And he was, he was dying of AIDS. And we were called there to pray for him. And everybody said, you need to take off the plug. Pull the plug. Because this thing is costing too much. He's not going to make it. And I was so new from India. I had walked in that fire with men and women of God. Come on. And I didn't know the protocol. <laughs> and I said, this man should live. They say, you don't know, Brother George, how much it costs to keep a man alive. And I say, you don't know what it costs to kill a man. I shouldn't have probably ever said that. Because I was never asked to go pray for anybody again. The mother comes out running. She said, what should we do, Brother George? I said, keep him alive. The man lived for another seven or eight years. And he played the trombone in the city's symphony. Come on. lived to serve God. Words will come out of that fire from your heart, from your very being. Words that were not corrected by English grammar. Mm-mm. Have you noticed in the Bible there were words spoken, um, there were consonants um, and no vowel was attached and the scholars tried to attach vowels to the consonant to make a sentence God is not interested in making a sentence God is interested in making a generation that is healed by the power of God by his word you shall live by his word you shall move by his word There's coming a fire upon this church. You shall be, somebody said, carriers of his presence. My heart is drawn to that sixth chapter of Isaiah. When Isaiah is laid out before the Lord, the year King Uzziah died, now, if you know the story of King Uzziah, that's the house that fed Isaiah. That King Uzziah turns into a leper because he touched the holy things of God with unclean hands. And he lived that way and he died that way. But the day when he, he died, the year that he died, God came into the temple. And his glory, somebody shout his glory. His glory, his glory filled the temple. Woo! His entourage 
the train of his glory, his robe. fills the temple and he says I heard angels the Lord is in his temple angels cry holy 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 is the Lord angels crying holy I saw the Lord. How many of you would like to say, I saw the Lord? Yeah. I see the Lord, Paul says. Psalmist says, He is besides me. What can 10,000 men do against me? Yeah. Paul says, Even while on that ship that was shipwrecked, he says, The Lord stood beside me. I want to see the Lord. I want to be able to say, I saw the Lord. And I want to be able to say, I'm seeing the Lord. We had a young 12-year-old young lady in one of the prayer meetings in your house. The man of God who prophesies his daughter. And she said, I saw a vision. She said, I saw God behind you and he was holding you like this and he was strong Woo! I was ministering in an area in England where no church has ever been established by the areas of Blackpool if you know where I'm talking about no church even the great Churches and organizations went with a lot of money and struggled a few years and came back. Could not start a church. I was ministering in one of those areas. And as I ministered, this woman of God from the country of Finland suddenly began to look at me and her eyes opened like that. And I felt a rush of the wind of God. And then it happened. People began to drop under the power of God. Miracles began to take place. Healings began to take place. People were screaming all over that building. People were lying on the floor and rolling all over. Come on. And as soon as the meeting was over, I went up to her. I said, what did you see? She said, there were seven men behind you with stores extended. Something is going to kick in in your ministry that you longed for years and years. Wow. 
Saul's armor had everything but the man inside. I was in Drachten by the German border in Holland. One side of the bridge is salt water, the other side is sweet water. So you can turn your face to the left and and fish, big fish, salt water fish. Then you can turn around from the bridge on the other side and there's the sweet water fish, the river fish. That bridge separates it. And they told me, Brother George, nothing happens in this area. It's like this is the land of the chosen frozen. <laughs> so we went there. Who is blind? But my servant, who is deaf, but the perfect one. For as a blind man leans on another for support. You see this amazing thing in India when you see uh, a little boy leading 20 or 30 blind men to put them on their spots for begging. And behind that boy, there's one of the blind men holding his shoulder. Behind him is another blind man holding his shoulder. And, and so there's a train, there's a line of 20 or 30 men following this, this little boy who's got both eyes. Because he's going to place them at spots near temples, mosques, churches, where people are a little more soft-hearted. Come on. And they will sit down and beg, and in the evening he comes back, and he picks them up, and they make that same line, that beeline, back to their homes. The Word of God says, who's blind but my servant? Please forgive me if I'm not the preacher that you like to hear. But I want to bring to you what the word of the Lord says tonight. Who is blind but the perfect one? For as a blind man leans on another for support and direction, so is my servant. Come on. You shall go out with joy and be led forth. Be led forth. Led forth. Who is led forth? Who is blind? Led forth with peace. And mountains shall clap their hands. Come on. Isaiah talks about it. He talks about that servant of God who's led blind into the presence of God. Come on, somebody. And he has nothing to fear because dead men don't fear nobody. They don't talk to anybody, they don't answer back, and they don't fear anybody. 
That leading of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And God will begin to show you things. Listen to me. You want to destroy your ministry, open your ears and open your mind to public opinion. You'll be finished before you start it. Because God will talk to you against all public opinion. That is your guiding light. That is the word that goes forth. That is the shoulder that you lean on. You say lead kindly light amidst the gloom. We went to this church. They told me this is the last night this church can worship in this place because the school they were trying to get to become their church, their bid has been rejected. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. And I said, before midnight is over, in three days, this church, this building the school, the auditoriums, everything will belong to this church. But crazy I was, in the journey back, everybody rebuked me. In the car, come on. <laughs> I, I enjoy taking rebukes of people because I know I'm gonna have the last smile and the last laugh when God has spoken. I will go along with you with whatever you say. You say the sky is violet, I'll say yes. Whatever you say, I'll go along with it until God's word is confirmed. And then I'll come out like Joseph, come on. With his coat of many colors. Recognizing the voice and the presence of the Most High God. One thing God can never go against His Word. One thing God cannot, another thing God can never condone what He has condemned. And God can never bless what He has already cursed. God is about to do something very powerful in this town, in this city. His glory is about to come down. Hallelujah. How much do you want? If you're satisfied with a little mug. By the way, my tea is missing. Dom, you can get it. Is there still some left? I used to drink tea in India and people thought I was drinking some witchcraft concoction. <laughs> and they told me that that red, red thing he drinks, right after that miracle start happening. So they stopped my tea in the crusades and the miracles were still happening. <laughs> Funny. Anyway. 
So I enter this church and I speak the word. You know, you speak foolishly. When you speak the word, you speak foolishly. Because your words don't make sense to the natural man. Can somebody say amen? amen? I said your words don't make sense to the natural man whose natural ears are used to accolades and praises. They had told me nothing happens, Brother George. They don't lift up hands here. They don't do anything here. They don't worship here. You know, I said, tonight, everything. Don't tell anybody the secret. Tonight, everything is going to change. And that night, the fire of God hit that place. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I carry the holy fire of God. It is changing me. It is transforming me. I am not my own. I belong to God. In Revelation, everything was normal till God came down upon the revelator. And on the Lord's day, John says, I was in the spirit of God. Woo. I have met men before the spirit of God came upon them. And I have met men after the spirit of God began to dwell and come upon them. And they are not the same man. I met Brother John Kilpatrick before the fire fell on him. And this is what he said. He said, I have a church of 2,000 members. He said, when I give altar calls, six or seven people come forward. Nothing ever happens. I'm going to resign. He said that to me. This was in a missionary pastor's conference that I met him after that Father's Day, when the Spirit of God fell upon him, I saw a lion. I saw that lion of Judah upon him. And he would walk through the crowd. People begin to drop like flies. Come on. Woo! How many of you are ready to throw down that burden? You're happy carrying that extra bag? It's okay with me. You're happy carrying that extra cylinder? It's fine with me. I asked a lady in America if she wanted to be healed, and she said, no. And I said, why? Couldn't understand. I just come from India. I said, why, ma'am? She said, because I will lose my spot, parking spot. I lose my privileges. Come on. You can have your parking spot. And you can have all the privileges you want. But one thing you will not have is the glory of God and the healing power of God upon your body. 
We come on Sunday and we sing, I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Are you ready for the trade? Yes. I'm God's businessman. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo! I'm ready to take it off you and throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. Or you keep walking in that shame and you keep walking in those offenses and you keep walking on he said and she said and they said and who said, come on. And you spend the rest of your life in the blame game. Or you can say, as a blind man leans on another, so I lean on the everlasting arm of God. I'm going to close in a few minutes. But I tell you, in that church, in Drachten, the fire hit that church. Whew. And the pastor looked at me. He said, who are you? He said, what have you done? He said, I've been laboring for 30 years and I've never seen some, something like this. And I was going to say, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. this church tonight I saw that God had broken that spirit of religion that men and women that were entering boys and girls that were entering this church had no religion they had the fire I was so attracted to this church last Sunday when Pastor Robin was speaking because somebody, somebody, one of the young boys that stood up here, he said, God fell on me. I said, man, this is a dangerous place. God falls on this place. I heard it, so I can't deny it. I heard it. God fell on me. You want to know the truth? Ask the kids. They'll tell you the truth, what's happening in the church. This is a house of fire. And the best is yet to come. I said the best is yet to come. Before I left that church, on that third night as the Lord had spoken, the agent called them and he said, the bid that was higher than you, they have withdrawn. And he said, I'm ready to give this church to you, this school to you. Huge school, like about 30, 40,000 square feet. Everything was so big, just in the buildings. And he said, I'm ready to give it to you for one third the price with the pianos, with the gymnasium, with the everything. And the extended parking lots. I'm, I'm just ready to take this thing and put it in your lap for one third the price. Yeah. 
There was a man sent from God. And his name was John. He was not the light. But he was the bringer of the light. How many of you believe? Whew! Oh, I feel the fire now. I see a lot of things till I get to the message. Come on. It's like merry-go-round, the mulberry bush, mulberry bush, mulberry. I keep going round and round in circles. Suddenly God has mercy on this little Indian. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. You all have been through so much. Some of you have been through so much that it's hard to believe anybody. But I have good news. You will see the glory of God. Just stick around a little longer. Pray a little harder. Come on, somebody. Linger a little longer. Just stay there. Don't you leave. Let God's glory come upon you. Let the virtue fall upon you. This virtue will flow out of you. Yesterday I prayed a prayer to the Lord. I said, Lord, please don't make me a tank. Please don't make me a lake or a pond. I said, make me a river. I don't want to hold on to anything that you want to give to your people. I want to pour out the last drop. Hallelujah. Do you believe God's going to pour out till the last drop of his presence and glory has come upon you? And you're saying people are not coming. Where are they? Where are they? Somebody saying, where are they? Oh, God, you said you're going to anoint me and use me. A great saint once told me, you need not send an invitation to the ants. Just take a little bit of honey. And drop it on the ground. They will come. They will come. That's what God is doing in this house. He's sending the juice. Come on, somebody. This is not a television advertisement. You know, somebody is pouring that juice and it looks so nice. At the end of it, you are so unsatisfied. It was only an advertisement. There's healing. There's a healing in your family. There's a healing. Your extended household is getting healed. Come on. Somebody's coming back to God. Some kids are returning back to God. There's coming a deliverance in your household. You have no idea what God has for you. 
till the floodgates begin to open. First Isaiah saw the Lord, then he saw himself, I'm an unclean man, and then he saw the world. You're going to see the Lord here, and then you're going to see your poor flesh. None of us qualify. We've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. We have all failed God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Hallelujah. For our work of our righteousness like filthy rags. Tattered garment. And then you see an angel coming with the tongs of the altar. And he touched my tongue. And he said, this day I have set you free. How many of you believe the angel of God is in this room? I was flying from New Jersey to London. A brand new 777 carrying about three, four hundred people. Suddenly, the right side engine caught fire. This was the first flight of that plane just brought into service, public service. I believe it was Continental Airline before United took over. I don't blame them and it can happen to anybody. I've been flying with Pan Am and then then Continental and Continental was gone and then United came. I don't know who's the next. Come on. But this right side engine caught fire. And you see the smoke, the soot, the flames. And a plane will not last more than 10 or 15 minutes after that happens. They started dumping the gasoline into the Atlantic Ocean. We were about 45 miles away from the U.S. I saw on the screen the plane was, it turned like tw three times. The pilots were confused. When a pilot tells you, please pray, there must be a reason to pray. <laughs> They're not holding a revival meeting in that flight. <laughs> And I saw, I looked around, and there was no atheist in that flight. <laughs> Some were doing the bead. Some were doing the sign of the cross. Some were calling upon the name of their gods. Some were praying this way, others were praying this way. And some didn't know which way to pray, so they were just going around in circles. <laughs> it 
three little ladies were talking so loudly on top of their voice. They wanted to forget that the plane had caught fire. It was about to go under into the ocean. I turned to the man next to me and I said, you know what? This plane is not going down. He said, why? How do you know? I said, because I'm on kingdom business. I just continued worship. I was a little afraid too. <laughs> Telling you the truth. <laughs> 45 minutes later, sorry, one and a half hours later from when it started, 90 minutes, yes. It was not 45, it was nine, uh, 90 minutes later, the plane landed safely at Newark, New Jersey. And both sides of the runway were covered with red and blue lights. And I said, like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> we came out of the flight, one door and the other door entered into another plane and took off for London again. Everybody got coupons, gift coupons. <laughs> I've never used that coupon. <laughs> got to London, stood at the Starbucks. And there was a Hispanic couple talking to each other. And all the time they used the word, Iglesia, Iglesia. And I said, man, they're believers. And I said, sir, are you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, no, I'm an atheist. Okay. I said, can I sit down with you at your table, sir, and have coffee with you? He said, sure. I said, I'll tell you about a flight where there was not one atheist. <laughs> when I told him what happened in the flight. This is what he said. Listen to this very carefully. He said, when destiny knocks at the door, there are no atheists. You can pretend all you want, there is no God. Until the temperature goes to 105. You'll cry out, come on. There's a glory coming upon this house. I said, there's a glory coming upon this house. There's a glory coming upon this house. I really don't like this hot seat. I really don't like standing behind the pulpit. I do very well walking. I go for my walk and I talk to people about Jesus. I like it that way. Some like it hot, some like it cold. Some like it in the pot nine days old. <laughs> but it's God that anointed me. And he said, you will carry my fire to the nations. He said, you will bring healing 
restoration to families. You will bring deliverance. And I'll dare, I deny him the privilege of having this body. What is this body worth anyhow? What shall it benefit if I die? Did you know they tell you, scientists tell you, your body is worth about two and a half dollars? All the calcium and everything that is counted after you're dead? It's better if I'd been an elephant, come on. (laughs) At least you would have a tusk to sell. This body is not going to be worth more than two dollars when you die. The psalmist says, I shall not die, but I shall live and declare your works, O God. Did you know this body will lead millions to God? I said, this body of yours, put your hand on your chest. Said, this body of mine will lead millions to God. It is God who will make a man precious, more precious than the gold of Ophir. That's why it says in the Holy Scriptures, I do not count my life anything. For the knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. My wife and I got married out of a telegraphic mistake. Uh, No joking matter, come on. You guys are laughing at me. I told her, no, I'm not going to marry you. And the telegram reached the other side which had been sent. Stephen, not willing, letter follows. The telegram reached the other side, thousand miles away. Stephen, willing, letter follows. I didn't even know on the other side the celebrations had started for our wedding. And it was my wedding. I was going to get married to her. Come on. And then I went to counsel her. I was speaking at this conference and I said, I'll go talk to her. I've done counseling before. And there God got hold of me. This is the woman you have to marry. That night I could not sleep, you know. You know how you are in love and you keep walking around like this? And you're miserable, come on. I was pacing up and down my sister's house. Three o'clock at night, after I had spoken to about 2,000 students, international students, I was pacing up and down. What am I missing? What did I lose? Then I realized I didn't lose anything. Everything was intact. My passport, my camera, my accordion, everything was there. What's missing? Then I realized I was missing her. I said, God, I'm going to make it hard for you. This is you. It's going to happen. If it's not you, does she know how to cook? Yes. 
I want to marry a woman that can type. Yes. Hello. I want her to honor my mother. Yes. Then I asked her, I said, look, sometime God will take me to preach around the world and you will be without me for three or six months. Will that be okay? She said, yes. She said, but what if God takes me? And I said, this thing is firing back at me right now. <laughs> I got to tell you something. It's been a good marriage, 34 years. Back to the Lord. There's an anointing upon this house. Do you believe that? Would you do me a favor? Let's stand in the presence of God. Don't walk around just for five minutes and then I will give you that, that cue and you can let them go get their kids. Just five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Just be wherever you are. Look at your hands. These hands were made to raise the, the dead, open blind eyes, set prisoners free. Then look at me, look at your hands. No two men's fingerprints are same. You're unique. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Not by a little God sitting on the shelf, but by the maker of heaven and earth. He designed you when you were in your mother's womb. This is the same God who saved me when I was trying to commit suicide. 18 years old, running the streets with kids that were lost like I was, trying to kill myself. And God came, God came. These hands of yours. I remember when God used my father, the coal miners bribed the police so the police never showed up. And they sent the mafia to kill my father they said, if you can't kill him, just cut off his hands that he lays on the sick. Because hallelujah had become a mantra in that city of India. People would pick up the dust from that ground and throw on the sick in hospitals. And they would get out of the hospital bed and walk out. They wanted to cut those hands. But God had better plans. Say this with me as you look at those hands. My hands. God created you. For a purpose. That is so great.
Come on, continue to admire your hands. Say this with me. My hands. I am sorry. Many times I have not fulfilled the purpose of God. There is a broken generation. There are wounded people. But I did not do what God commissioned me to use you, my hands, to lift up the brokenhearted. I ask you to forgive me. Look at those feet of yours. They say the peacock dances in his, all his beauty. He struts in all his beauty. But when he looks at his feet, he cries. Because he feels his feet are ugly. Those feet, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news to the mountaintops. I remember looked at my father's body. I was supposed to go 18 countries to preach. I couldn't go. I was told my father had passed away. Came back home for his home going. The only thing that made me cry was when I looked at his feet. Because those feet had gone to the ends of the earth. Declaring the gospel of God. And I said, Daddy, I want my feet to be like yours. I came back so I could cry. I'm glad there's a cry room outside. I think the church should be a cry room. Come on, somebody. We left the crying for the babies. I came outside, looked at the sun setting and I said, Lord, just like the sun, my future is going down, down the tube. As I rubbed my eyes, looked at that setting sun, I saw something. Across the sky, there was a writing. A man's hand was writing. And when he was done, this is what it says. Psalm 37 25 Psalm 37 25 and I ran back inside wiped my tears and there it says I was young but I'm old but I have never seen the righteous forsaken not as children begging for bread and I said God if I'm the son of a righteous man I will not be seen begging on the streets of Agra. I could not buy an air ticket because I didn't have a salary that could buy me an air ticket to travel one time across the Atlantic. 
but now I fly all over the world all the time when you are sleeping sometimes I fly over your head come on God's vision is God's provision where he guides he provides you're going through a cocoon situation right now you're struggling somebody said never help a butterfly out of the cocoon it will die start thanking god for your struggles start thanking god for your pain because it is out of those struggles that men of god are made in the furnace of heaven's fire Are you ready to go with God? All the way. If you are, would you lift up your hands? My God, how do I pray for all these? You're a bunch of desperate people. Come on. That's where I want to be. I want to be a part of you guys. I don't see one hand that is down. Come on. people who are saying god i don't care what it takes i want you oh god i want you i'm sick and tired of the accolades that men would lay on me i want to see the glory of god i want to see the fire of god i'm tired oh god i'm tired oh god men speaking empty words to men oh god i'm tired oh god i'm sick and tired of it oh god Oh father I want to see heaven's fire come down I want to see something break oh god I want to see the holy fire of god I want I want heaven's signature upon my life Please do something change me oh god change me oh god change me oh god Make me that man make me that woman make me that child make me that teenager that is so filled with god somebody pray just begin to pray open the lock of your heart it's all right to pray it's all right to cry out to god it's all right to say god i need you it's all right it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay to be a little foolish before god it's okay It's okay to come down your corporate ladder and fall before God and say God I need you I'm desperate for you God Oh God I want your signature on my life oh God I'm tired I'm sick and tired oh God I'm sick and tired of people speaking empty words to people oh God I want to see the glory of God I want to see the glory the Shekinah glory of God oh God oh God oh God Oh God. Oh God. I want to honor my hands of oh God that you created oh God to lift up the broken hearted to heal the sick oh God. I want to honor these feet oh God that you have anointed oh God to go to the ends of the earth to go to the mountains.
mountaintops and bring good news. Oh God. Some of you are saying, God, I have passed the prime of my life. I've passed the prime of my age. How can you use me, oh God? Read the Bible. You will find out at the age of 100 years, Abraham was still planning his family. Read the Bible. At 120, Moses' eyes were not dimmed and his strength not abated. Now this, say these words after me. Heavenly Father, I'm in your holy presence. I'm ready to go where you send me. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Savior. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Pour your fire upon my life. Pour your holy fire upon my life. Come on, begin to worship God. Begin to pray. Begin to thank God. Begin to worship God. In Take me past, oh God. Take me past, oh God. The crowds of people, oh God. And those who sing your praise, oh God. For I hunger and thirst, oh God. For your righteousness. For it is found only in one place, oh God. Take me into the holy of holies, oh God. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb, oh God. Take me in, oh God. Take me, oh God. Take me, oh God. Take me, oh God. Come on, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to cry out. It's okay to say, God, I'm, 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 I'm broken, oh God. It's okay to say, God, I have nothing to give you, oh God. It's okay to say, oh God, everything that is here is yours, oh God. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right because when the glory falls upon you, the world will see the glory of God in you. Naya, naya, say hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you want to go get your children, you can do it now. It's okay. Just go quietly and come back quietly, please. Let's not socialize right now. If you need to go home, who am I to stop anybody? But I believe there's a fire tonight. And I want people to come closer. If you see any chairs in the front open, just just come take those seats. Don't, don't stay in the back. I don't want it to look like big, big, big. I, I want it to look like real, real, real. Come on. Come, come closer. Come closer. If you want to come up here, that's okay too. If God is telling you to come up to the altar, that's all right. Just come and stand here. It's okay. Just come and stand here. Just come and stand here if you can. Hallelujah. Just come and stand here. 
I said to this gentleman, I went up to him and I told him, I said, tonight is your night. God is about to visit you. Some of you are crying for a visitation of heaven. You don't want God giving you, putting a little lollipop in your mouth. You had lots of them before. You're saying, God, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory come upon my life, oh God. I want to see cancers disappear. I want to see blind eyes open, oh God. I want to see the kingdom of God preached, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I don't want I don't want Saul's armor. I, I want the armor of the Holy Spirit, oh God. I want the armor of the Holy Spirit. Come on, cry out to God. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. There's a there's a power. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. I, I, I believe you can do better than that. Come on. Just cry out to the Lord. Tell him, God, I want to see the glory of God. I want to see the glory fall upon this house, oh God. I want to see the healing virtue of Jesus falling upon this house. Oh God, let your glory fall upon this house. Let your power, let your presence, oh God. Let your presence, oh God. Let your holy presence, oh God. Your sacred presence, oh God. Fall upon this house, oh God. Come on. Get into get get into the get into, into the very presence of God. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Come on, church, you can pray. I believe you are a praying church. You are a praying church. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus.